Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Our first reading comes from Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling. In the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up and do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Our gospel reading comes from Mark chapter 1. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. 
May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. On this first Sunday of Advent, we hear these words from the prophet Isaiah. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. They are echoed again in the Gospel of Mark, the very first Gospel. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Advent is the season in the Christian year when we prepare for the birth of Jesus. We spend four weeks waiting, watching, getting ready. The word Advent means beginning, and in the Christian calendar, today, the first Sunday of Advent marks our new year. We don't wait until January 1st. Our new year begins today. This is the beginning, anticipating the birth of Christ. Now, this is my 14th Advent in full-time ministry. And every other year, friends, I have focused this Sunday on what we need to do to prepare. When reading Isaiah and Mark, my mind would immediately jump to the phrase, prepare the way of the Lord. This year, though, this Advent that is like no other in the midst of a global pandemic, as I read these texts over and over, the image that's coming out for me this week is in the wilderness. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Because it feels like we are in the wilderness right now. The in-between time, the in-between place. We've left where we've been. We know that there will be a better place on the other side, but right now we can't quite see it. We don't have a clear timeline for moving out of it. We're stuck in the middle. It almost seems cruel that Advent is here with its message, wait, wait for it. When we have been waiting for eight long months. Can't it just be Christmas already? Can't there be a vaccine already? Can't racial and economic justice roll down like waters? Can't we be worshiping in the sanctuary, have steady employment, watch the COVID death toll go down instead of up? Enough preparing, enough waiting, enough wilderness wandering. God, can't we just jump ahead to the promised land? Those are my questions this Advent. I'm usually a stickler about waiting until after Thanksgiving to decorate for Christmas, to bust out the Christmas music. But this year we actually put it all out early. I've probably heard Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You 30 times. I was just ready for Christmas joy early and often. An oasis in the desert. Over the last month, I've been reading a book by Susan Beaumont. It's called how to lead when you don't know where you are going. How's that for a title? 
I hope it doesn't shake your confidence in me that I'm reading a book about not knowing where we're headed. Beaumont is a church consultant, but as she writes in this book that she wrote in 2018, she now sees herself as a spiritual director, a spiritual guide for church leaders who were trying to make their way in the wilderness. So this book was written before COVID, but she's writing about how the mainline church in America is in this wilderness space. We know that uh, numbers have been declining for years. People aren't as interested in the church. We can't go back to where we've been. We've left that place and there's some grief about that. But we also don't have a formula for exactly what we need to do to revitalize who we are. And so we're in this in-between time. Now, of course, that was true before COVID and now reading it during COVID, all of that feels accelerated. But even step outside the mainline church, this book is powerful talking about the wilderness because that's where we are as an American culture during COVID. She talks about the wilderness place as these liminal spaces, spaces in between. And we as churches, as humans, as Americans, we don't like in between times. We don't wanna wander in the wilderness. Remember the Israelites? Moses freed them from slavery and Egypt parted the Red Sea so that they could walk into freedom. God promises that they will one day walk into a land that's flowing with milk and honey. But they wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Can you imagine? During that time, they begin to grumble against God, against Moses. They even beg to go back at one point. They say, we'd rather be in bondage than in this in-between time with so much uncertainty. They do not like the wilderness. Our instinct in the wilderness is to return to what was or rush ahead with plans for a future that we cannot see. We don't want to sit in the uncertainty of what the wilderness holds. But here's the good news about the wilderness, and there is good news, friends. Take heart. Beaumont writes that God's greatest work occurs in this liminal space, in the times of wilderness wandering. Those times where we've left where we've been, we carry grief about that, but also we can't see every detail of where we are going yet. The good news about wilderness is that God is powerfully at work. The best news about wilderness it also doesn't last forever. It comes to an end and God is always doing something new on the other side. Our task in Advent and liminal seasons and periods of wandering in the wilderness is to be present to what God is up to so that we are prepared when that new thing inevitably emerges. Just look at scriptural examples Beaumont names liminal seasons that we find all throughout our sacred text. And it's easy for us to be able to look back at these liminal seasons for our biblical heroes and see how God was at work. And it gives us some strength and resilience when we're in these wilderness times. Think about Noah who endured the flood, leaving all of humanity but his family behind. He spends liminal time on an ark we know that that will eventually lead to a new covenant. Ruth gives up her identity, her people, her country, and she enters a season of wandering, of not belonging. 
Then she meets Boaz and eventually becomes an ancestor of King David and Jesus. What work God did in the wilderness. Joseph, good old Joseph, is thrown into a pit by his brothers. Then he spends time as an indentured servant in Egypt, a time for him of wilderness wandering. But we know the rest of the story. On the other side, he has this new identity as a dream interpreter, a royal advisor, and eventually a redeemer of his people when they need him most. Abraham, Sarah, Jacob, Job, each have periods of uncertainty, of wandering in their journey, where they do come out on the other side closer to God with identities transformed, identities they never could have anticipated before. And of course, Jesus, in this very passage from Mark, is sent into the wilderness immediately after his baptism for 40 days of temptation. It is only after this time of wilderness temptation that he is strong enough to go back out into his public ministry. Friends, God is powerfully at work in the wilderness. We can't always see it or know it. We certainly can't know what identity resides on the other side, but God is at work. This is why our messenger, John the Baptist, prepares the way of the Lord in the wilderness. It is in the wilderness that God is working, that humans are transformed, that God is readying us in the world for a new thing. So here we are in the wilderness of Advent. No amount of Christmas decor is going to take that truth away. What if we use the wilderness as a time of active preparations in our hearts, of listening to God, of watching for God, of living with hope, real hope. Hope is not nostalgia for the way that things used to be and hoping that they will return to that. It's not denial of our present circumstances. And it's also not too quickly planning for a future that we can't yet see. Hope is instead saying, I believe even when, even when I don't know exactly where we may be going, in the midst of that, I believe and I trust that God is going to lift up every valley, make every mountain low, make the paths straight, the uneven level, the rough places plain. I believe that this period of waiting, of expecting birth, the birth of our Savior, is pregnant with possibilities for transformation and growth. And we trust that God is doing a new thing. So this Advent, let us stand firmly in the wilderness with Isaiah, with John the Baptist, and sing with Mother Mary, who is pregnant with hope. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm, scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts, has brought down the powerful from their thrones, and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. 
God has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.